Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm, GarzaLaw.com. He's got your six. That means he's got your back. 865-540-8300. You can call them 24-7-365. Nay, 366. This year is a leap year. If you find yourself in trouble on leap year, huh, be bad luck. Be pretty bad luck. You would uh, be thinking constantly of, wow, I wish this day was only 365 days. Maybe this wouldn't have happened. Kind of crazy if you think about it. Before you say guilty, say Garza. Marcos Garza and his team are East Tennessee's premier DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. All right, let's get to the show. Shout out Marcos Garza. Let's do it. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to the unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you live. Well, I mean, I guess it's live for some people, but it's recorded for most of you. This is a podcast. It's Wednesday. It's January 22nd. Seth Hughes joins us down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. How are you? Good. It's a good day to have a good day. It is a good day to have a good day. That's the spirit. The weather is beautiful. You know, it's not freezing-ass cold and or anything and miserable and getting dark at 4 o'clock. But other than that, you know, I'm happy to be here. Is this still getting dark at 4 o'clock over there? Yeah, pretty much. I've been noticing the day starting to stretch out a little bit longer here. Like 5.30, 5.40, I was sitting on the couch watching Fast Five, and I could still see outside. Like, I mean, obviously the sun wasn't still out, but I could still see. I could have easily walked around without being scared outside that coyotes were going to get me or something. That's good. I did hear a lot of coyotes last week, though. A lot of coyotes. A pack of them out in my woods. Yeah, kind of cool. But then, but then someone in our HOA posted that their uh, cat is missing. So, oh f, that cat deserved better. It was a cat. I don't know if I've told you about this cat. It, it roams the neighborhood. It showed up on our back porch a couple times, and you know it was a nice cat. It was a sweet cat, but my cat didn't like it. It let out really mean meows whenever it came up. Uh, but I posted in the HOA like a good neighbor. Hey, uh, this cat is out here. And everyone's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. The cat roams. It's a good cat. It belongs to so-and-so. So I was like, okay, no worries. And then uh, last week, got a post from so-and-so's neighbor saying they've said their cat's gone missing. And that was the uh, the night after. I heard a lot of coyotes yelping out in the backyard. So uh, press F for that uh, Oreo-looking cat. Those coyotes, they will. 
I can't imagine they ate too well because it sounded like there was a lot of them and the cat wasn't that big, but it was probably better than what they usually eat, I guess. Yeah, we have them at my parents' house too, and it'll sound about like, you know, 15 of them when they start howling and it's only like a couple of them. Oh, maybe that's true. You know, they just like, I'm, I'm not saying it is how, you know, it sounds more than it is at our house, but yeah, they, they do sound pretty cool when they start when they start howling at the moon. Coyote hunting was the only fun hunting I've ever been on. That's the only fun hunting I've ever done. Yeah, what'd you do it with? Uh, I don't even think I had the gun. There was just like five or six of us. You just go out in the dark and you go in different places. You, we killed a rabbit to put out in the middle. But I think killing the rabbit actually scared the coyotes away because they heard a gunshot. But then you have like a rabbit call. It sounds like, you know, the, the rabbit is distressed or whatever it's like caught in a trap or something or it's yelping and pleading for its life and i guess the idea is that the coyotes are supposed to come get it but like i said i think we scared the coyotes off by shooting but it was still fun being out in the woods at dark thinking hey maybe these coyotes are going to come that'd be kind of cool we'll see some scary things yeah they never came though there's probably because there are six of us you know yeah coyotes i feel like are pretty smart although i'm not an animal expert are, are coyotes smart I don't know. I, I feel like they would be able to, like, smell, you know, six humans being around. I don't know, though. I think it would be fun to, like, take a 12-gauge and just blow a coyote's brains out. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, they're scavengers. They're pests. You know, nobody's going to miss the coyotes when they're gone. That's what I was saying, because my girlfriend, Kendall, was like, hey, you, we can't, you know, you can't go kill coyotes. It'll mess up the ecosystem, blah, blah, blah. You know, she didn't know. And I was just like, no, you can, you're supposed to kill coyotes. Because yeah. I, they're just eating things that other things already eat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not having them alive is actually messing up the ecosystem. Because bigger prey is not being able to eat. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> kill them, kill them, kill them. Open season on coyotes, kind of like uh, open season on feral hogs in Texas. You don't even have a hunting license. You don't even have to have a hunting license. You can just go, you can just go kill feral hogs if you want to. Is that still happening? People still doing that? I thought it was. It might not be, but there are some amazing videos on the internet of, you know, like people using Tannerite and such to just blow feral hogs to pieces. What is Tannerite? It's like a, like it just, a bomb. It's like an explosive, yeah. Okay. Um, it actually looks really cool. Wasn't there a story like a year or so ago about these guys getting killed by, killed by hogs after they wrecked their four-wheeler or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That guy, he was on like a gator or whatever, you know, and it flipped and pinned him. And he had like he had like a full clip, he, like his his handgun was was fully loaded, right? Uh huh. And they were just hoping that he used the last one on himself before. That's what I was gonna say, I think I would have used the first one on myself. I probably would have too. Like let's just let's just cut out the middleman. Let's cut out those these other uh, these other shots. I guess maybe though you try, maybe you hope that maybe you scare the the hogs off by shooting some of their friends, but it probably just made them more angry. Uh, yeah, I feel like a nine mil is just going to agitate a feral hog. It's not going to kill it. It's not going to put it down. It's just going to, it's just going to irritate them to the point where they're going to even come after you even more. So, f for that dude. I really hope he used a round on himself and blew his own brains out. You know, we've talked about assisted suicide on this podcast before. I know that a lot of religions are uh, against suicide, but what about in those circumstances? Does that count? Can you have a misery killing yourself if you're getting attacked? Is that really? I mean, I guess that is technically a suicide. That's what I'm asking. I don't know. You're the religion guy here. You're the smart one here. uh, 
I say I say it's totally different. Okay. But contact your local priest or preacher. I don't know how to be dis- different than assisted suicide. Yeah, I, yeah. I know I you're feel- in like extreme, you know, extenuating circumstances, but if you're in pain, you're in pain. Who are we to judge on uh, pain versus, you know, pain from cancer or sickness or whatever versus pain from feral hogs chewing through your skin? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's totally out of out of the, um, out of. I feel like it's totally different than assisted suicide because, like, if you don't do it, then a feral hog is going to come and eat your face, and you're going to feel it, and <clears throat> you're going to be eaten to death, like. I mean, I would have, I would have taken my chances and blown my brains out. Man, what an awful spot to be in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh. So uh, maybe don't go hunt those feral hawks for fun. Maybe, although some some brave heroes got to do it, you know. Maybe take an AR-15 with you. Yeah, we had we just had that gun march, right? Like, why aren't those guys out there killing frog, killing hogs? Well, I don't think it's a problem in Virginia. Ah, they can. They got. They got a militia. Sometimes militia sometimes militias have to march. Sometimes they have to go to different places. You can't just protect the homeland all the time. You sometimes you gotta you gotta move around. Mobilize. I'm, no, I'm looking you don't up. agree? You don't agree with that? Uh, no, 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 no. Wild hog kills woman in Texas in, in November. So it's still a problem in yeah. Texas. Let's go, militia. You guys got the gear, you got the guns, let's do it. It's uh there was um Yep, it's still a problem. Do we know if the uh, the pythons are still a problem in Florida? I think so, because they've totally overtaken the food chain, right? Well, I remember they were paying people like $10 per snake or something like that, or maybe like $50 per snake. It, it depended on length. It depended on length. I think it was base $50, and then like if it was big so-and-so, if it was a male so-and-so, or female so-and-so, whichever, you got you got bonuses. I didn't know if, I didn't know if that program was still off and running. Yes, it is still a thing because as of four days ago, MSN.com put out a story that Florida python hunters wrestle invasive snakes. The state of Florida encourages hunters to capture or kill Burmese pythons, which are decimating local wildlife. wildlife. Dozens of hunters are prowling the Everglades during Florida's 10-day python bowl, which ended this past Monday. Oh, wow, so it just happened. Yep, it was a 10-day open season Um Armed with long metal hooks and bags, many hunters catch the snakes and take them in live. Um, so there you go. This one woman in Texas in November, she was... Um, Christine Rollins steered her white sedan toward the rural Texas home and parked it just a few steps away from the front door. She stepped out of the car, locked it, and prepared to head into the house where she worked as a caretaker for an older couple. Instead, according to the authorities who are now investigating her death, she was attacked by a herd of feral hogs before she could make the short walk. Whew. It was like nothing we'd ever seen, Sheriff Brian C. Hawthorne of Chambers County said in an interview on Tuesday. The day after a medical examiner ruled the cause of death as exsanguination due to feral hog assault, Oof. using a medical term for severe blood loss. Let's get these heroes out there. Let's get these people out there patrolling the 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 the, the badlands, patrolling the. Uh, you said it's in Arkansas and Texas and places like that. 
Yeah, I, I'm sure it is in Arkansas too. Um, there are millions of wild hog. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure it's in Tech. I'm sure it's in Arkansas too. But I knew of Texas. Yeah, I just said Arkansas because of the Razorbacks. I just that that might be on me. They probably there probably are. I mean, yeah, there are millions. Arkansas by now. They're not. They're coming for Tennessee. I would imagine. There are Swimming millions Mississippi River or something. of wild hogs in Texas. Oof. Okay. I didn't expect for us to start here, but here we are. They can grow to more than 500 pounds. How about that? That's a big hog. <laughs> That's a big hog. But, yeah, um, Zion Williamson makes his NBA debut tonight. Yeah, I talked about that on the radio today, and uh, nobody that I do the show with cared. Do you care? I tweeted it out, and everyone said, don't care. So how do you feel about it? Well, I think I've been memed into caring because I've had to hear the updates over and over and over these past few months. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how he does now. I I think that I'm excited to see what he looks like. Yeah. What are your, if you had to guess right now what kind of career Zion Williamson has, what would you guess? I think I'll make a couple all-NBA teams. Okay. I mean, I think it's going to be really good. Okay. So we're not worried about his long-term health. I mean, I I don't know if he's going to be a 14-year player, but I think I'll make a couple all-NBA teams. Do you feel like this injury was mainly just the Pelicans being super, super careful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just took their time. They just took That's their time. what it seemed like to me at the, towards the end of it. At first, for the longest time, I really wasn't sure. You know, I thought maybe this guy's, like, hurt for sure. And then towards the end, you know, you saw him dunk in between the legs a couple weeks ago, and they would talk. About, I was like, okay, he's fine. They're just being extra careful. Um, definitely doing the right thing by letting him play some this year. You got to let him play some this year. Yeah, it wasn't an injury that they could hold him out all year. Plus, the NBA would have been really, really mad because they put them on TV a bunch. Yeah, and the NBA and the NBA needs needs some stars right now. I mean, or needs or needs Zion to be interesting because they're on TV. I guess they don't. You know, they need a boost in the ratings. I don't know if I don't necessarily think they need stars, but they need uh, some exciting basketball from teams they have on TV a lot, and they put Zion on TV a lot. Like ESPN, ESPN invested a lot in Zion last year with uh, Duke, and I would imagine a part of that was because they also are going to have some Zion NBA games. You know what I mean? One would think. One would think. At least they have all-star Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram looks awesome. He looks like an all-star. Many people made fun of Brandon Ingram. Some even went as far as saying Kyle Kuzma was going to be better than Brandon Ingram, that he was a better prospect. Those people are not very smart. But not this podcast. Not this podcast. That is, You're right about that, Seth. And we multiple episodes we talked about how Brandon Ingram was going to be, uh, you know, an All Star multiple times, starting in starting in the year twenty twenty, and I believe that All Star teams are announced tomorrow, usually Thursday, I think, but maybe not. Maybe they changed it. Maybe they changed it because tomorrow is Thursday. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, fuck me. The draft is tomorrow, so yeah, the uh, they will uh, do the yeah they will do the uh, the team announcements too. Then LeBron and Giannis will do their draft on TNT or whatever to see who's going to be on the teams because they don't do East-West anymore. How about the Bucks just running away with the East? The same, they did the same thing last year. Does it matter? Not Does it matter? Me. Not to me. That's what I figured. Prove it in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. Like, you know, I was just curious if you thought 
I want to see. I want to see what happens when they have to go up against Embiid and Horford, and even Simmons, like three really long, lanky defenders who are really good at defense. Like Simmons is awesome at perimeter defense. He can go down low. Horford uh, guards Giannis better than anybody, and Embiid uh, is a monster. And none of those guys can guard Embiid. So. I want to see what they do against them, even like Siakam and Nick Nurse. I mean, because he is really good at coaching defense. They got long guys. I want to see what Giannis does against them. And, um, yeah, like do it in the playoffs. They, they they beat teams last year by over 10 points a game. They, they were blowing people out. They're doing the same thing this year. They're awesome. Until further proven, though, they're just an awesome regular season team. Yeah, you're my NBA load star, so, you know. Load whatever star? you say. Yeah. What does Lodestar mean? A star that is used to guide the course of a ship. So whatever you say about the NBA, I follow along. So not L-O-A-D? L-O-D-E. L-O-D-E. S-T-A-R, one word. Yeah, I know how to spell star. Well, I was making sure you knew that it wasn't two words. No, I know. I got you. That was just a, a little joke. So if you say that it doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter. I mean... We do have to be a little disappointed in the in the Boston Celtics, though I believe. Yeah, they've been all right. They've been all right. They've been banged up. They, um, I'm not gonna be too hard on them. They're they're doing pretty good. I'm not a Celtics guy. Everyone knows that, but um, they're in a good position. I don't think they're gonna be a playoff threat. But here's what's about to happen: the trade deadline set is two weeks away from tomorrow. Two weeks away from tomorrow, we'll see if anybody gets reshuffled there. Um, I don't think there'll be any huge trades, but I do think there's going to be a really competitive and a really important buyout market from when these teams can't trade veterans and they buy them out, and then you look around and see where they're going to sign, and they're all going to sign with contenders. So we're kind of in a holding period until then. Mm-hmm. All these teams are flawed. All these teams are flawed. Like the Bucks need a second creator. They had Malcolm Brogdon. They let him go. They need a second creator. Uh, the Sixers probably need one more shooter. Uh, the Celtics need a big man. The Clippers probably need uh, another creator slash perimeter player. The Lakers need another creator slash perimeter player. Uh, we'll see what happens. Now, I will say that my antenna is up. Last little NBA nugget I want to give is that my antenna is up, Seth, on the Denver on the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. I thought that they were a, a, a good wing player away from being serious, but I don't know if you've noticed what Michael Porter Jr. has been doing lately. Well, I saw you say that he was good. He's been balling lately. He has uh, figured things out, and he changes their ceiling, in my opinion. Has he been playing more recently? Yeah, yeah he's, been, okay. he's been playing a lot recently. He's been playing good. So my antenna is up. I am monitoring the Nuggets like I – I'm still not necessarily sold on them, but if Porter continues to score 18, 19, 20 points a game while shooting good from three and grabbing 10, 10 rebounds, like he is six ten. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, like he was the number. You know, he should have been the number one pick. Yeah, right? he should have been the number one pick. Yeah. Uh, he was a freak, and then obviously injuries derailed him. But he looks like the guy that should have been the number one pick. He's getting to that form, and if the Nuggets can add him, that's going to be a big deal come playoffs. Good for him for finally getting healthy. I guess we could go talk a little SEC basketball. Um, thoughts on the Vols? They've been playing good lately, although they have played the two worst teams in the SEC. They've played the two worst teams in the SEC. Um, 
really the three worst teams in the SEC. I'd say at this point you have to consider Missouri the third third worst team in the SEC, right? Probably, yes. Yeah, I mean. So three of our last, like, what, four games, five games have been against the, the bottom feeders. Yeah. Um, I still think, that being said, scoring 70-plus against anybody that is an SEC team is a, a positive for this current Vols iteration. For sure. The uh, the defense has surprised me, too. I mean, that uh, one guy for Ole Miss, Tyree or whatever, he can fill it up. And I think he went 7-22 of 22 last night. You know, he had like 21 points or whatever, but he went 7-22. of 22. They've played great defense back-to-back games. Yeah, it's against teams that are basically <clears throat> cripples. But um, I think maybe they seem to be getting better. I think that if they play like they did last night, then they can, like, beat some teams at home. They can finish around 500. They can finish 9-9, and 10-8, which is – Going to be a big deal if they can do that, but they have to. Uh, they got to take advantage of the upcoming SEC slate they have. I mean, it, it doesn't get much tougher. Texas A&M at Mississippi State at Alabama. I think they have to win two of those three games. It feels like they, you know, they they should beat A&M. It's hard to see them beating Alabama right now, as well as Alabama's playing. But the Mississippi State game. They are not very good. Yeah, Reggie Perry is good down low. Um, they're probably better than their record says in the SEC. But, like, if you if Tennessee plays like they did last night, I really think Tennessee can beat teams like Mississippi State and Arkansas. Did you see the statement Jerry Stackhouse put out? I did not, know. He, uh, he has addressed the streak ending. What did he say? The three-point streak. Uh, Commodore Nation, last Saturday's game against Tennessee was a disappointing one. We not only lost to our biggest rival at home, but went 0 of 25 from three, therefore <laughs> ending the 34-year streak of consecutive threes. As a former college basketball player, I was coached by the legendary Dean Smith. I thoroughly understand the importance of tradition, history, and legacy, and was saddened to watch a piece of Vanderbilt tradition end during my tenure. And I was also equally saddened to hear the boos that came after made shots by our student-athletes. He said, I try to cut, teach the guys to play the game the right way. And although they were encouraged to take threes and plays were drawn up for threes, there's no you can find no fault for them making the right plays and taking what the defense gave them, whether that be a dunk or layup. Basically said they tried to hit some threes. They couldn't. They just didn't fall. As we mourn the end of the three-point streak, I encourage everyone to support our team as we work to break an SEC losing streak and continue to build our foundation to our program that will ultimately create new traditions and a winning legacy. Signed, Jerry Stackhouse. Before we get into that, can we talk about how weird he looked on the Vanderbilt sideline? Did you watch the game? I got to – well, here's what I did. We were driving to Kansas City. We put up – The last seven minutes or so of the first half, as soon as we turned it on, we started playing awfully. Like we were up seven, then we started watching on the on on the phone, and we started playing like shit. So we turned it off, and then we didn't watch the second half, and then we kicked their we started kicking their ass in the second half. So we never turned it back on. And then after the game, I saw the five minute video clip that like the SEC Network or whatever tweeted out of them trying to of them trying to hit threes, and the Vanderbilt fans getting so mad 
So it had Stackhouse standing there a couple times, but not really is the uh, the short answer. Well, a little fashion tip, a little fashion advice for anyone listening. Never rock an all-black suit. Don't do it. Black jacket, black tie, black undershirt, black pants. Jerry Stackhouse did it, and it looked awful. He also looked very skinny. He just looked weird. And the other thing is that, does anybody ever just sit and think about how bizarre it is that Jerry Stackhouse is the Vanderbilt University men's basketball coach. That's all I could think about Saturday night. I think Jerry Stackhouse thinks about it frequently. I just I was just like, how on earth did this dude end up here? Like I, I how? Like what is going on? Why is he their coach? How did he end up here? And then he was wearing this all black suit and then the fans were more upset about them not hitting a three than they are about the fact that Tennessee's won there like now four straight times, five straight times. They would have felt like they won the game had they hit a three. I know. And it was like Jordan Bowden went 4-0 and in Memorial. But nobody cared about the fact that they can't beat Tennessee in their own home gym anymore. All they cared about was the fact that they couldn't hit a three in a game they got beat by 21. It was just, it was a weird, Tennessee didn't play that well and beat the brains out of them. Last night, at least, I thought Tennessee played well, especially in the first half. I'm not sure I agree with the whole anti-black suit take, by the way. It looked awful, man. I'm not sure I agree there. It looked terrible. Don't don't wear one of those, John, please. I'm not really a suit guy myself anyway, so I don't have to worry about it too often, but I, I think the all black can be cool. It looks stupid at a basketball game, maybe. Oh, well, I mean, when does it look cool? Like in the WWE ring, if you're like the Undertaker or whatever? He has purple in his suit. Okay. You fucking idiot. Well, I mean, I I couldn't remember exactly. He's got purple to accentuate himself. Okay. I mean, I don't know when it would look cool exactly. Like maybe at a wedding or something. Maybe like a high school prom or like a formal or something. Well, it all I'll say is this. It did not look cool or good in that goofy-ass arena. Yeah, now that we can agree on that. While you're just missing three after three, you've, you've lost 20, however many, however many straight. How many games are they at now? 24, 25? Uh, they went. I know. I know they went zero and eighteen last year. They are zero and four right now. I don't know what they ended the streak at the year before last. Well, we're gonna say that we know that they lost their last SEC game of the year before because they lost in the SEC tournament. Correct. So eighteen more nineteen. They lost in the SEC tournament last year. Twenty four this year. So we know we're at twenty four for sure. How did they get this bad? They. They should be good at basketball. Jerry Stackhouse took that job because he, I guess his boy got the AD job. You know, the the president of the G League, I guess. It was the guy running the G League. Jerry Stackhouse was the G League coach of the year or whatever. So uh, he wanted to hire him, and I guess he felt obligated. Or I I don't know. It seems like a dumb – it seems like a dumb idea. I know know they're a private school, so we don't know how much money he's making, but – uh, has there been any guesses on how much money he's making at Vanderbilt? I have no idea. I, I think his boy probably convinced him that they were a lot better off than they were. 
And here we are. He is, he seemed like just an NBA guy. I mean, you know, he seemed like an NBA guy. He was set up properly, too, in the NBA. Like, he, like you know, he, had, he was paying his dues in the G League. He's obviously, he obviously played a long time in the NBA. You would think that he would have been set in terms of getting a lead assistant job or a head coaching job eventually. I can't imagine that this tenure at Vanderbilt is going to go well. To the point where I think he either leaves like this year and just says, this isn't it. I got a job offer. I'm going back to the NBA. Or he's going to ruin a lot of his like earning potential and has to kind of start back over type of thing. It's very bizarre, man. It's very weird that he is their coach. They are bad. You know who's not you know who's not bad? John Fulkerson. John Fulkerson continues to clock in every day and go to work. A double double last night. The only SEC player that's what top ten on both offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. All SEC John Fulkerson. All SEC John Fulkerson. Speak it into existence. That man is going to be all SEC, and if he's not all SEC, it's going to be a travesty because they're going to hold it against him that he's not graceful, that he looks out of kilter and out of sorts when he plays, but all he does is put up numbers, 18 and 10 last night. He has the fourth best defensive rating in the SEC. How about that? Whenever John Fulkerson plays, teams score an average of 80. He's got an 84.7 rating, which basically means they give up 84.7 points per 100 possessions. How about that? That is fourth best in the uh, in the SEC. Good for John Fulkerson. You know, I hope he continues regardless of what happens the rest of the season. I hope he continues um, playing this well, and I hope Jordan Bowden continues to drive to the baskets because... Strangely enough, when he stops bombing long twos and starts driving to the basket, he plays a lot better. He can't even hit any damn threes. No, I mean, he can't. Like, it, he it's, can't even hit any threes anymore. I, he really can't, and I, it beats all I've ever seen. I don't know. I mean, he has to drive to the hoop. That's just... I mean, he has to keep driving to the hoop. He at least is a positive on offense when he is driving to the hoop and getting to the lane. Last night he had 11, shot four for six from free throw. The game before against Vandy, he had 21 and was 7-11 from field goals. I mean, he has to keep doing that. He only only shot two three-pointers against Vandy, but he shot eight free throws. He's he's got to keep doing that. Thanks for not asking me about the Titans. Well, I mean, I didn't want to make you hurt. That was a tough loss. It was. That was a tough loss. That was uh, a long drive back on Sunday night. We left and just drove straight back. I figured I figured you would. My dad asked me, and I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they just go all the way back tonight. I probably would have done the same. Just to Nashville, and then I drove to Knoxville the next morning, or Marwan drove to Knoxville the next morning. I slept on the way. Um, my voice was shot. I tried to do a radio show on Monday and couldn't couldn't talk, so it took a lot out of me. I did a lot of, uh, looking back on it, probably not a smart decision. I did a lot of yelling at people before the game, and it did not go well. 
It was sad. It was uh, one of the toughest losses I've ever taken as a uh, fan. There's no shame in losing Patrick Mahomes. No, he's the best quarterback in the league, and I've been a big Patrick Mahomes guy. I hate that I hate their fans so much, so I'm rooting hard for the 49ers this uh, Super Bowl. But I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Andy Reid. I don't really like the rest of them. Yeah. Like Frank Clark is a asshole. Tyree Kill is a piece of shit. Travis Kelsey is kind of annoying. Yeah, he is. I don't like the rest of them. I do like Mahomes. I do like Andy Reid, but I hate the rest of them, and I hate their fans. So I'll be rooting for my favorite non-Titan player in the NFL, George Kittle, and I'll be rooting for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm rooting for George Kittle to cut his hair before the Super Bowl. And I will probably uh, bet some money on George Kittle at 16-1 to to win MVP. That way I can really root for George Kittle. And also, I'll go with Nick Bosa, and I will root for those guys. And George Kittle doesn't need to cut his hair. He looks fine the way he is. He needs to cut his hair, buddy. What do you want? Like a crew cut? You want him to get a crew cut? I, I want him to be as handsome as possible. He's, he's not. He's not. What is it with you and your, your damn fashion advice? Now you're worried about his grooming techniques? Who do you, who do you think you are, Mr. New Balance? I, no, I just see, I see Kyle New Shanahan. Mr. unbrushed hair? I see Kyle Shanahan, and I think, wow, he's beautiful. He wears a hat. He wears a stupid, goofy hat. He looks stupid on the sidelines. He, he does look goofy in the flat bill. He does look goofy in the flat bill. But he's a nice-looking man. We don't, need to even, we don't even have to mention the elephant in the room, Jimmy G, and how beautiful he is. Jimmy G's a good-looking guy. Got no issues with that. He's a good-looking man. You know, he's nice. He's easy on the eyes. And then I see George Kittle in that hair. It looks like it hasn't been washed. He's a football player. He's not worried about it. You know, some people would say Jimmy Garoppolo needs to worry less about his hair and more on completing, completing some passes because he's going to have to complete some passes in the Super Bowl. That's right. I was just about to ask, do we think that like they can win a Super Bowl with him completing like seven passes a game? Um, Man, I don't know. I really like their defense, and I really like their run game. But I do It think- seems like they can. It's crazy, but it does seem like they can. I know the Chiefs are probably excited. They stopped Derrick Henry and all that, but that was at home. That was with the uh, the benefit of some officials and some weird holding calls. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to stop the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And they're stable of running backs. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to tackle big George Kittle. I mean, it seems like the 49ers are just clearly the best team, and but then you just think about Mahomes, and it's just like, man, that, he's just so good. Mahomes is really, really good. It was really frustrating seeing him run all over us, though, because we stopped Lamar Jackson from doing that, and then we couldn't tackle Mahomes. That was uh, pretty frustrating. That sucked. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Uh, no new patrons. Wow. Um, thanks for nothing, guys. Thanks for absolutely nothing. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. If you want to join, get access to the Discord, access to some private, um, some private, um, what word am I looking for, Seth? Content. 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 looking for. And you get to ask questions for the podcast. Let's start rolling through some questions. You see any you like? I I only looked at the very the very beginning. Um, okay, let's just. Start. Oh, I, I did like I did like Marwan's question. Would you rather be at a football game in ten degrees or hundred degrees? It was very cold in New England. The end, or not New England. It was uh, very cold in Kansas City. Um, 
I would still rather be there in 10-degree weather than 100-degree weather. They're not thirsty in 10-degree weather. How did those boots work? Better than the ones I had. I was happy I bought them. I bought toe warmers. I didn't put them in, though, so they probably could have been better. Um, I just didn't want, like, my wool socks to catch on fire. I mean, to have, like, a, a Michael Jackson Pepsi incident there, so I just toughed it out. I, I would – the boots were good, though. Um, I would rather be cold than hot pretty much all times. So, watching a football game, you can um, – best believe I don't want to be in 100-degree heat because the sun's just going to be sun, making you sunburnt. Right? You're going to be sweaty. You're going to be stinky. You're literally cooking. You're going to be trying to make multiple runs to get water to uh, try to alleviate your thirst. And that just seems like a hassle. The 10-degree weather, I mean, that was basically what we were in in Kansas City. The, the, the wind chill and all that was down to like 8 degrees. And it was fine. Sure, you get a little cold, but you're fine. Just wear a jacket, bundle up. You don't have to – you save money on concessions. And you, uh, you feel tough, honestly. You feel tough. No one's tougher than the sun, but you can be tougher than cold. Yeah. Do you agree with that? You can you can be tougher than the cold, but not the sun? I, I, I think that after thinking about it, I agree with you, because if you have a good pair of boots and you have some good socks, you know, you can do enough to be okay in 10-degree weather. 100-degree weather, I mean, I mean, it don't matter how much water you drink you are just going to absolutely roast. So I'm going to go with the cold. There's basically nothing you could do if you're too hot at a football game. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. You're, you're, you just have to endure it. And like, I mean, a 10 degree, if you're properly dressed, obviously you're not going to get frostbit. You could get really severely sunburnt in 100 degree weather. You have a heat stroke out there. Yeah, no question for me. Uh, OG Matt asked, "What was the first album you ever bought with your own money, and do you still listen to it?" I can't remember. I, I thought that was a good question, but I can't remember. That was a good question, though. I'm trying to think of what the first album I bought was um, with my money, because I remember going to the store a lot. But I was on, I was on, you know, the parents' dime at that point. I want to say the first one I felt confident that I spent my money on was like, I can't even say I was confident, but maybe Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent, maybe. And I still listen A to classic. That, and I still listen to that one. Um, maybe the Eminem show. Maybe I bought that with my own money, but... Uh, I don't know, because I would have had to get the parental advisory one, but I think my brother maybe bought it for me, but I gave him the money while I was there. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know my answer. But I still listen to I think you listen I think everyone still listens to like the first albums they bought. Like you still you like the stuff you like when you're a kid. Like nostalgia is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia is very powerful. So whatever the album was, I assume I still listen to it. I assume you agree. Yes. Do you concur? I do agree. I, I just can't remember what it was, but yes, I'm sure that I still do. Uh, Bob wants to know what are some items you go out of your way to overpay for? LaCroix, San Pellegrino water. Um, so you don't get the knockoff LaCroix? No, no. 
I'm sure that I overpay for the extra extra toasty Cheez-Its, too, but I don't care. I, I'm going to keep eating them. Um, Gardetto's, probably, too. I overpay for toilet paper and paper towels. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if many people, you know, I think toilet paper would be a popular answer, but also think that I would probably be along with uh, paper towels. I feel the same way about paper towels. I don't like cheap paper towels. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. They are. I, I don't think they clean good. I don't. I don't think they feel good. I, I got to get the uh, the name brand paper towels. Yeah, I mean everyone's done that, done it before, where you like buy the cheap paper towels, and it's like, man, these suck so bad, and you're like, never again. Yeah, you got you got to have good paper towels. You just have to. But, I mean, I don't really, like, overpay for anything outside of, like, LaCroix and, and San Pellegrino water that I can really think of. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically we all overpay for alcohol every time we go to a bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No doubt about that. Do you pay for the good liquor when you're at the bar? Or do you, like, if say you go to the bar and you order, like, a whiskey or whatever, do you uh, specify what whiskey or do you just take the well? I just take the well. You just take the well, so you don't really overpay for it too much, I guess. Which I guess percentage-wise, you probably are, because that well, the well liquor's probably even got a higher markup. But either way, yeah, I'm, I'm sure overall, then yes, I am. But I'm not like out there asking for their top shelf. No, but I usually go at least like Jim Beam. Yeah. Sometimes that's their well. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes like a fifty percent, fifty cent up charge or whatever. That, that's obviously fine. Blue Moonval wants to know the best value for an American dollar. <laughs> I think my answer, although it ha- it's gone up a little bit in price, I think, so this can't be my answer anymore. But, you know, like last year you could get a, a 24-ounce mellow yellow for 99 cents. That was about as good as it got. A nice cold mellow yellow. Now it's $1.25. For a while it was also the Red Box. The Red Box is pretty good value, I feel like. You get to watch a movie for a dollar, but it's gone up in price. Can you still? He says a Tostitos frozen pizza or a. It is still that is still uh, the beefy Fritos burrito is still a dollar. Still a dollar because I know they I know they went up on their chicken burritos. I know the damn chicken burritos are basically like two fifty now. I feel like somehow I spent um, thirty like twenty eight dollars in Kansas City at Taco Bell on my two friends, which by the way they never offered to pay me back for. Man, somehow we went through the drive through and I ended up buying everyone's meal. Mm. That's just the type of friend I am. It is. Yeah, you can get the Nacho Crunch double stack taco for a dollar, the Chipotle cheddar double stack taco. Can you still get a Wendy's double stack for a dollar? Because you used to be able to do that, and that was a pretty damn good dollar spent. The McDouble was also pretty good for a dollar, but I feel like all those have gone up in price now. Um, You can get a double stack is on their value menu. Does that mean it's a dollar if it's on their value I, menu? I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. It's that's, not saying that's still pretty good. Yeah, it's so it's cheap. Whatever it is, that is a good deal. That 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 Taco Bell dollar menu has some good value. That's some good value. Shout out to Blue Moon Ball. I love Blue Moon Ball. You think it's good value until you start adding it up and you've spent eight dollars. That's true. That's true. 
Troy says, would you rather never be able to leave the state of Tennessee or never be able to come back to the state of Tennessee? I assume for you, you can use Alabama since you obviously uh, don't live in Tennessee. For me, I would never want to, I would never leave. I think that has to be like, you, I would vote to never leave because I would want to be able to come back home and see my mama more than I'd like to go, you know, to Hawaii again or whatever. Like, and sure, your mom could come visit you. But it ain't the same. But it ain't home, you know what I mean? It ain't home. It's not home. And we love our moms here at Reed's Ranch, which reminds me, if you haven't told your mother that you love her today yet, after you're done listening, pick up the phone, call her, and tell her you love her. It takes one minute. Don't be an asshole. Tell your mother you love her. For me, the state of Tennessee offers a lot, I think. Um, I would have to do that. I don't know what other state I would move to. What state would I move to if I didn't live in Tennessee? I don't know. What are the benefits of never being able to leave? So you never get to go travel, I guess. You never get... I would never never go to the beach again. So what? I could live without the sand. You don't get the Chinese coronavirus... If you never leave, I don't think going that's around. true. I think it could come to Tennessee pretty easily. So, yeah, but you're not gonna. It's not gonna. You know, it's it's your chances. The, the chances of getting are it less goes like, low. Yes, the chances yeah. go much much lower. You know, I can still go to the mountains. Although I don't really like the mountains. I could go to the pools and lakes. That's fine. You could still go to that water park in Nashville. What's that place called? I, I, you know. Uh, I don't know. I would go to Splash Country at Dollywood before I went to that. You go Splash Country at Dollywood. Go to the Country Music Hall of Fame and Broadway. the Grand Ole Opry. Still go see Tennessee games. The the Pyramid. You go to the Bass Pro Shops and Fish in Memphis. Nashville Shores. You go to Nashville Shores. Um, you know you could. There's there's lots of stuff to do. I mean, there's a reason why the Great Smoky Mountain National Park is the most widely visited national park in these United States of America. It's a great place to live. Uh, I would I would rather not be able to leave. It's a good choice. I think I could easily sacrifice the things outside of the state. Mm-hmm. Caleb asked how funny would it be if we lose a Charlotte week one? It would not be funny at all, Caleb. Zero percent on the funny chart. Caleb isn't thinking about how my kids need to be fed. And lest we forget, there were people that logged off last year. After we started out 0-2. Even after taking a vow to never log off, some people logged off. And my kids had to eat spam. Nothing but spam for a couple weeks. So it wouldn't be funny at all. Let's not have a repeat of last year, please. Instead of 0-2, let's start out 2-0. and I did see today that the first Thursday night of college football, independent UConn plays independent UMass. <laughs> what a game. I'm already excited about the official attendance. What a stupid game. What a dumb game. I can't wait to beat Spencer Rattler's ass. Yeah, we're going to whip them. We are going to fuck them up. Yep. There's no doubt. Eric Gray is going to run through their offense or through their defense. Does our five-star quarterback play or Garantano do you think right now? 
I don't know. I feel like that fifth star is going to put more pressure to play. <laughs> I'm being serious. I, I, I think. I know. I know. I, I know. I know. A lot of, I a agree. Lot of, a lot of normies, a lot of people who don't really follow it that think, wow, five-star quarterback, he must be awesome. Yeah. Versus four-star quarterback. No one really gives a shit about a four-star freshman. Yeah. Five-star freshman people care about. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know, man. I don't know. Mauer's going to transfer, right? He seems like he's going to transfer. Yeah, yeah. I would I would bet on that. Um, so it's basically going to be Garantano or Harrison Bailey. Or JT Trout. Yeah, or JT Trout. Oh, that, that, that was a joke. That was just a joke. <laughs> I, can, I can assure you it would not be JT Trout. If if Harrison Bailey can move around a little bit, like they, you know, that I, I was reading his mobility has improved. I mean, it's hard to see him being worse than than Carantano. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing is I I don't know how he'd be worse. That like, but I also don't think that you can do with him what you did with Mauer, where you just jerk him around and start and bench, start and bench. Yeah, that seems kind of, that seems kind of dumb. That I don't we did think that. you can do that with uh with the with a guy like Bailey who is a big time prospect. There aren't yeah, like, if you're gonna there aren't very many five star quarterbacks, Seth. We went and looked it up the last couple of years. There aren't many five star quarterbacks who have came in and sat on the bench for a team that you know wasn't a playoff contender, right? So I mean, like Justin Fields did it because um, I mean Fromm had taken them to what the playoff. The SEC championship. Cha- cha- championship game. Yeah, championship game. So uh, you had to sit behind him. Spencer Rattler sat behind Jalen Hurts, who was obviously a great college quarterback, but and, and on a team that was trying to win a championship. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like even Trevor Lawrence sat a little bit behind Kelly Bryant, but they were still playing him, right, as a as a freshman. He was still Yeah, I mean what he, he he set three or four games, right? Four games. Well he, he didn't he didn't even said he was playing. Yeah, he was playing, and then after like the fourth game, after the fourth game, he went. Yeah, because it was four games because Kelly Bryant was obviously able to keep his eligibility. Yeah, but I mean, he was still playing, and you know, Tua sat behind Jalen Hurts for a little bit too. So, like, I mean, it was very rarely does this happen. You don't. There's a, there wasn't very many guys sitting behind a guy like Jared Garantano on a team. It doesn't. That, it it, on, on a it team doesn't that happen. Like a preseason favorite. The only thing. The only example I had was there was a, a guy from Stanford who had to sit behind K.J. Costello, and he probably hated his life. And there's a reason Stanford sucks at football now. Yeah, they're bad. <coughs> Bless you. Hey, are you okay? Seth. Hey, Seth, are you okay? I'm good. I'm good to go. Jordan wants to know, uh, how does it make you feel that a recent survey revealed that one in 30 people poop in the shower? That seems extremely gross. And this is apparently a work shower as well. That that seems even worse. I don't know. Maybe not because you're not doing it in your at least you're not doing it in your home. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. Has this just be a couple people trolling, right? Exactly. I'm not buying. I that. don't think anyone purposely poops in the shower. Yeah, I'm not buying that at There's all. There's no way anyone is anyone is purposely pooping in a shower to the point where they would be employed. There might be some shower poopers out there, but they're not. They don't have a job. Those people don't work. I've had a couple accidents in the shower, though. To be honest, 
but I've been really, 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 really drunk. Not at work. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I don't think anyone's doing that. I'm not buying that at all. <coughs> Jesus, are you okay? I still got a cough, man. You sound awful. It's... I finally got on some antibiotics. <laughs> About two weeks too late, but you know, I finally got on some antibiotics. You know, every day's a gift. That's why it's called the present, my friend. Choose joy. Choose joy. Every day you have a wake. Every every day you have a choice. Are you going to wake up and uh, be pessimistic and oh my life sucks? Oh, I got a case of the Mondays and just Garfield Garfield it up. Like a little bitch, or are you going to choose joy? You have two options. Preach. Preach. Press J to choose joy. Um, My life is so tough. Things are tough. Things are hard for me. I got to go to work, and I don't even like my job. Or are you going to say, wow, what a blessing today is. I'm glad I got to wake up. I'm glad I have a job to go to. Even if I hate my job, even if I'm looking for another job constantly, at least I'm alive. I'm going to choose joy. You have that option every day, man. Choose joy. Every day is is a good day to have a good day. Every day is a good day to have a good day. Choose joy. Choose joy. Goodbye, Seth. I love you. I hope your cough feels better. Thank you. I love you, buddy. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. What's poppin'? Who you a Brand new whip, just, just hopped in. I got oh, options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'ma spend this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone, put a bad bitch in the friend zone. This shit sound like an intro jet song. Give me that tempo. Told Pooh he'll fool with the shit. Told her don't let her friends know. In the villain, I move like a dime. Eating pettuccine or Vincenzo's. Me and my amigos got that free smoke on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm talking about pre-rolls. Dark hair bitch, and she look like she go. She do. Hometown hero, feeling myself, can't murder my ego. She heard of my deep stroke. She said, babe, does it hurt when I deep throw? It does. Certified freak hoe, hang around us, and she learning my lingo. Back then, wasn't worried about me, though. In the gym, trying to work on my free throw. Goddamn. Spending money at the club like Sam's. Yes, ma'am. She a little freak on cam. But she don't put this on the ground. Little boys trying to diss on the ground. Hey, I can't switch on the fan. Shit's hot, hit the switch on the fan. This where my head is. I feel resentment from every direction. Even some homies be wearing expressions. I be discouraged from sharing my blessings. We used to share a connection. Now it just feels like it's wearing and stretching. I'm getting real sick of taking advice from people that never could stare at reflections. Somewhere in there is a lesson. Y'all ain't evolving, it's very depressing. I'm at the club with the basketball team. Me and the Cardinals are sharing a section. Gotta cherish the present. I'm drinking Water and wear protection. Got a career and I'm very invested. Some people call it a scary obsession. I like to call it a passion. I can't be sitting relaxing. PG, we getting some traction. I'm at the venue, it's packed in. I'm digging her accent. I got a BB Simon belt on me and she trying to get it unfastened. That's my type of distraction. That's my type of she Latin. Got my own flow and I'm about to get a patent. Brand new sheets for the bed they sat in. Y'all wasn't tuned in back then. My swag they keep jacking. I ain't doing no verse, quit asking. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'ma spend this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten.